Hello, hello. You are tuned into a brand spanking new episode of Tide Pod, and today's guest should be pretty familiar to you. We're joined today again by the lovely Evelyn, who is a member of Team Tie. I'm not going to spoil it too much because we're going to do kind of an update situation here. But um, previously, if you've never listened to that episode, she came on Typod and talked about authenticity in the workplace. So definitely go to our show notes, click to uh, take a listen to that episode as well. But today we're getting into a totally new topic because Evelyn and I, she just let me know that we are actually on our one year of working together, partnering professionally, which is insane. I'm just like, wow, how life has changed in a year. And on top of that, we are wrapping up actually her first 90 days as a team dynamics consultant with Team Tie. So, so many changes, so much new stuff going on. And today we just wanted to kind of bring her on to give you a real behind the scenes perspective about what it was like to go through another onboarding process on Team Tie and some of the things that really surprised her. So go ahead, sit back, relax, like let's get into this topic. Hello, my friend, it's Tiana Tai, Team Dynamics Consultant and trained industrial organizational psychologist, helping you to become a better leader than your last boss. And right now, you are tuning in to the go-to podcast for entrepreneurs building and leading teams, hiring, onboarding, management, or maybe you just want some general advice about building your business. Well, let me assure you, you are in the right place. So go ahead, crack open a fresh notebook because you are listening to Typod. I've got to take just a quick second to ask you for a serious bit of support. Typod would not be possible without your reviews, your comments, and just all of the positive feedback that we've been receiving so far. So if you haven't already, please go on, hit subscribe to make sure you're not missing out on any of this good and free content, and also be sure to leave a review. You may think that I'm not looking at them, but I swear to you, my friend, I read every single review and it just makes my heart so happy. So if you haven't already done so, hit pause, leave a review, and then let's get back to the goodness. So Evelyn, welcome back to the show, ma'am. Welcome to be back. I feel like it was, you know, just yesterday that my um, first podcast episode aired. So I am so thrilled to be back here on Pod and um, get to talk to your lovely face again with everybody else. Oh, my goodness. And not to uh, put you out there, Evelyn, but you were so nervous for that first Pod interview. <laughs> was I was like is this okay can I do this like is this gonna be all right um now that I have a little bit of experience underneath my belt I'm definitely not as nervous as I was previously um you know and then just kind of like I'm here I showed up and you know I'm just ready to do this thing oh yeah let's just get into it then so I think it would be really helpful. Everybody on who listens to this podcast regularly should pretty much know all about you by now. However, let's kind of do a blast to the past. Let's do this like Facebook. Do you remember style? What is that called again? Facebook I, memories? I think it's just Facebook memories. That's what I call it. I well, don't know if it has a technical this, name. Okay. So let's do this memory style. Let's take a blast to the past. 
and talk about kind of like where you were even a year ago with Team Thai, how things have changed, what your new role is like. Give them the full history. Okay. So to talk about Team Thai, I have to go before Team Thai. Okay. So um, I was like ambitious, driven, still am, of course, but I was on the hunt. Definitely not so much on the hunt anymore, but I was on the hunt for any type of experience, knowledge, experience that I could receive in industrial organizational psychology. So first and foremost, I met Tiana through Instagram. And I feel like a lot of your audience also met you through Instagram. They did. So we have that in common. And I sent Tiana just a quick little DM. And I was like, hi, my name is Evelyn. Um, I see that you're always posting about IO psychology. Do you have any tips for someone like myself who's in graduate school to um, start getting that type of experience? And then so Tiana and I, we started like talking back and forth. I started to actually um, start listening to the Pod episodes to get more knowledge. Um, And then it wasn't until like a couple of months later that you actually reached back out to me and was like, hey, there's this internship available. You should definitely apply. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, Evelyn, it was you and maybe one or two other people who had been in my DMs pretty consistently. And y'all were the genesis of me actually considering creating an internship program specifically for this company, like taking that on because you know how seriously I take internships and mentorship and all that comes with it. So I put a lot of thought into it before I even made that available because I didn't want to half-ass it. You know what I'm saying? But yes, so lo and behold, Evelyn did apply and clearly she was the, she was like number one pick, you know what I mean? (laughs) So it was Evelyn and Casey and they were our dynamic duo of our inaugural internship team. And then from there, you know, we started working on the blog posts together. We had the wonderful mystery murder party. (laughs) Um, Loved that. Hope that comes again later on this year. Would love to see it come back. And um, what else? You know, from there, I was still working my full-time job as an administrative assistant. You know, I had a lot of years um, as an administrative assistant and chose that job just because it allowed me the opportunity to really focus on my actual dreams and passions while still being able to pay my bills. Because that's, you know, of course, very important for anybody who works in any type of space. Um and then I kept telling Tiana, like, hey, you know, do you see this, like, advancing anywhere? <laughs> do you want me to, like, come full time? You know, I'll do it. You just let me know. Um, and then eventually, a couple of months ago, she was like, I do want you to come on and be promoted to an associate consultant. And I was like, bet, let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, I would say um, once we started talking about it, I want to say it was really only, what was it, two months, a month and a half of kind of getting our ducks in a row on both sides. So me from the business perspective, you from the need to wrap up what you were doing on that side, like with the admin assistant stuff and whatnot. But pretty quickly, I think it was by the end of this summer, 
you were being onboarded as our new team dynamics associate consultant. I know. I honestly can't believe that time has flown by so quickly. Yeah. Like I am waking up in the morning kind of when I want to, to be honest. <laughs> and like I'm strolling in here, you know, into my office. Um, thankfully, I already had this set up before I started working, you know, part time um, from home. Mm-hmm. And I'm strolling in with my hair disheveled, my Star Wars pajamas still on, coffee in hand, you know, ready to get down and get to work. And it has just been wonderful ever since. Could now, not imagine that this would have happened. I will. Well, I could. I'll just put that out there. But let me tell y'all, Evelyn and I are cute on the regular. However, if you're watching this video, y'all are getting the delightful version of us. We very much enjoy working from home and working in pajamas. Many a day I'm on a video call with Evelyn and I'm working from my bed because my office is under construction these days. Like it gets really real. And that is one of the, I would say one of the ultimate perks of owning an online business and being able to work virtually with your team. Definitely. It was wonderful that first day that we had our onboarding. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is this life? Is this my <laughs> life now? Um, and, you know, it's just been wonderful ever since then. Um, I honestly can't believe that the time has just flown by because we are almost at my 90 day performance review. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of onboarding and performance reviews and all of that, I know that that is kind of the behind the scenes that people are really interested about, because for you in particular, you were already on the team. So whenever I actually first spoke about the fact that, no, Evelyn's going through another 90-day onboarding process, everybody was like, what? Like, what do you mean? And so for my internship program, those of you who haven't listened to our previous episodes on internships, go check those out for sure. But we do um, a much shorter trajectory of onboarding and orientation just because of the nature of the job. But because Evelyn is a full-blown team member now, we had to take it, go 100% and do the full-on 90-day onboarding process, which is surprising because she was already extremely familiar with our company and everything we did. But I would love to hear from you, Evelyn, like, were you surprised that we were going to go into another onboarding process? I've never actually asked you that. Honestly, kind of, because, mm-hmm. you know, I had my first onboarding process when I was an intern and we went over, you know, your mission statement, your vision for the company. Um, we went over your core values, of course, and you literally um, really introduced me and Casey at the time to Team Thai. Mm-hmm. So when you told me that I had to, to go through it again, I was like, well, didn't we just already do that? Like. <laughs> A little bit ago, but you know, honestly, there was definitely a couple of things that surprised me Mm -hmm. going through the onboarding process again because it was not the same. We skipped the mission, we skipped the vision, we skipped the core values, and there was just so much more for me to learn progressing from an intern to an associate consultant. Right. And I think that's something I love that you say that because I think that's something that a lot of business owners really need to be cognizant of is the level of the position does have a direct impact on the level of onboarding that's required. Right. So for again, for those of you who don't aren't super familiar with it, like a big part of your internship was doing research for Typod for these episodes and putting together materials for that. Whereas your role as an associate consultant is that and so much more. 
So it's not just, oh, well, Evelyn knows the company. Let me just give her her task list in ClickUp and she'll be on her way. It was making sure you had a deeper knowledge into our ideal client avatar, have a deeper knowledge into our topic matter, like having you go through our actual programs is something we've recently done. All of that became a part of your overall onboarding process. And to be frank with you, this isn't in a bad way or like flack to interns or anything like that, but the time investment required on my side to prepare those materials and to put you through a legitimate onboarding process, it the ROI of that does not necessarily exist in a position like an entry-level internship, right? So mm-hmm. at this level, it made a hundred percent sense to me that we need to get deeper and get serious with this immediately. Definitely. And especially as you know, your uh company continues to grow, you know, I needed to grow along with your company as, you know, we're going into uh, 2022. I can't believe that's just right (laughs) around the corner. Just got, you know, all the holidays and then we'll be there. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about (laughs) it. (laughs) Okay. So let's, let's get into some of the surprises, right? Everybody here knows about our 90 day onboarding process. We have like a thousand, I think this is one of the most commonly approached topics on TIEPOD actually, because there's so much nuance to it, so many questions, but I'm curious from your perspective as someone who experienced it, what surprised you about the actual, like the actual last 90 days almost? So definitely the first thing that surprised me, um, probably I would say above all else is it was not boring. It was not, you know, the monotonous vibe that you get in onboarding where you're just like being talked at Mm -hmm. and you're just sitting there going, okay, all right, (laughs) sounds good. Uh, It was really more of a discussion and I liked that a lot. I liked that fact that we were able to discuss certain topics. I was able to ask questions, maybe even offer suggestions if I thought that, you know, my onboarding process could be improved in some way for future team members. I really liked the fact um, that it was not a one-way onboarding process and that I wasn't kind of like being lectured about your business. And you know what, for clarity's sake, let me add something uh, to make sure everyone understands. Now this is a 90-day onboarding process. As I said, we have episodes and content all around this if you need a deep dive into the topic. Um, But just so you know, just like uh, her previous onboarding process, it started with a kickoff orientation call. So on that, it's it's silly to call it orientation because she was already oriented to the company. (laughs) But on that orientation call 2.0, that's when we um, walked through some of those things. And I walked her through what the next 90 days were going to look like. And so when she refers to she was able to give her opinions and stuff. That's kind of the topic material that she was looking at responding to. So although I had a plan for her 90 days, after that meeting, we enhanced the plan for her 90 days based on her own perspective. Mm -hmm, Definitely. And I really appreciated the fact um, that it was not a one and done, even just with that initial orientation call. And you weren't like, okay, I onboarded Evelyn again. Check. We're done. (laughs) I'll, I'll, you know, no. talk to her again about, you know, in 30 days, 60 days and so forth. Today's episode is brought to you by ClickUp. Now look. 
There are a lot of project management systems out there, and this is a question that I get pretty much on a weekly basis. Which system should I choose? Now, you know my belief, your system is highly dependent on how you work and how your team works best. However, I am not shy about sharing my favorite of the bunch. It's ClickUp. When it comes to daily team management, I have personally found that ClickUp provides everything you need. My team uses ClickUp for just task management, to house our headquarter resources, and for ongoing communication. My favorite part, with the unlimited version, you get access to the dashboards, which has totally replaced Slack for us, and I am a streamlined systems type of woman. I highly recommend it if you have a team, and guess what? It couldn't be easier or better. You can go to tianatai.com clickup and get 50% off of your very first year. I'm telling you. off. Just head to www.tianatai.com slash clickup to snag that today. No. So, well, speaking of that, let's talk about um, what the nitty gritty really looked like with those check-ins and stuff. You want to go? Oh, yes, definitely. So with the nitty gritty, since we had already discussed, you know, the mission and the vision, as I had previously mentioned, we really got down to it. We got down to what I'm going to be doing, what you expect of me, um, and also kind of what I expect from you as well as we're um, collaborating on these different tasks. Because that's how I like to look at it. I like to look at it as, of course, you're my boss, but I see it as more of a collaboration mm-hmm. rather than just, okay, I have to do, you know, whatever she says. Like, of course, but we can talk about it. Right. And so with the nitty gritty, you know, we're talking about like um, setting up different systems in place. So that way we're staying on task. And um, part of those systems were like the check-ins. So I actually do check-ins every single day that I'm working of everything that I plan to be working on. If I have any questions, if I need to give any updates. Um, And then I also have to do the checkouts as well. And That shows exactly what I was really working on because, you know, sometimes you can't get to everything that you planned for. Um, So we had those. Um, We also got into like the actual specific tasks that I needed to be doing besides the blog posts um, because that's, you know, definitely a big portion of it. But I also needed to go into like ClickUp because... We had kind of used ClickUp when I was an intern, but now we're like really getting into ClickUp. (laughs) And I needed to be knowledgeable about everything that we need to do in ClickUp and how we can do it. So I was watching all the videos. I was taking all the notes, putting together a presentation for Tiana about, you know, what we can do now, what we can do later, what we can do with more um, team members in the future. And that was also a big portion of the nitty gritty of the tasks that I needed to be knowledgeable about um, before we can take it to the next step. Because we don't, if we don't have ClickUp set in place, we really can't go to the next step if we don't have the project mo- management, excuse me, um, officially set up in the way that it needed to be. Right. And I think that this is a really great point to emphasize because a lot of people uh, kind of gloss over this. So I want to bring special attention to this. And that is the difference between 
hiring fully baked talent who is an expert in every area that you want them to touch off top, which in entrepreneurship is extremely rare because that is extremely expensive. And it's just something that you do at a different level, to be quite frank with you, for a lot of business owners. Not everybody, it's not the rule, but it is a lot rarer, you know what I mean? Versus growing talent in-house. And I think that that's something that corporate is very used to speaking about is the this concept of, no, we want to take someone from the beginning of their career and grow that talent in-house. And for all we know in corporate speak, they could get up to the executive level, but they would have done so all in-house. But my point is in doing that, in bringing Evelyn on, not only because of her expertise in what we do, which is industrial organizational psychology, she has that expertise. She came to me uh, finishing up her master's program to develop that expertise on her own time, right? However, the job that I had of associate consultant, one of the key things that I wanted my associate consultants to be able to do is help with project management for clients, external project management for external client work. And to be honest with y'all, project management is not my strong suit. Evelyn's probably gonna laugh because she knows it, right? She holds me accountable, okay? And so if I want my associate consultant, associate consultants in the future to be able to more autonomously handle external client project management, what do I have to invest in? I have to invest in their understanding of how to manage projects. Right. So I have to be willing to pay Evelyn, which I did. And Evelyn can attest to it as a part of her onboarding, as a part of her daily tasks. She was doing ClickUp. She was learning that specific project management system. She was doing research as to, OK, do we want to get into agile methodology and start utilizing sprints? Do we want to do this? Do we want to do that in order to be able to fully embody this role that we have designed for her? Um, but that was a part of onboarding. And so I know I said a lot, Evelyn, you can chime in if you want to here, but I think that that's something that a lot of people don't anticipate if they were not specifically trying to hire for that skill, but found that that would be a really valuable skill for one of their team members. I think it's a really valuable skill that I have gained mm -hmm. through going through all of the different video trainings that ClickUp offered. I think there was, and I'm, you know, guesstimating here, I think there's like 150 or so actual videos and like blogs that I had to read through to be knowledgeable about that subject. And that is definitely getting into the nitty gritty. You're watching <laughs> 150 videos about all the different things that you can do. Mm -hmm. Um and then, you know, I also found it valuable because then through me learning everything, not everything, there's still a lot I could learn about ClickUp, but um, about learning everything that I can about this program, I can then, you know, kind of train Tiana about it, who has, you know, much yes. better things to do than to watch 150 videos regarding ClickUp, you know, and then I can give her um, the knowledge that she needs to better utilize this project management software um, for her own ClickUp tasks and what she needs to do. Mm -hmm. And then that way we can just hold each other accountable. But I also want to point to the fact, um, besides that, because that was a lot, um, Tiana also had for me pre-recorded trainings that she did through Loom and then also made um, like these standard operating procedures, SOPs for me and then also for future team members too, about, okay, this is the task that you need to do. This is how you do it. 
and then go and do it. And then I can, you know, go back through and actually watch the video again, look at the notes and start to be able to do those tasks without us actually having to have a conversation since it was already pre-recorded for me. So that was also part of the nitty gritty of different things that I needed to do outside of ClickUp. I love that you bring that up because it brings to light um, one, having pre-recorded trainings ready in advance for, again, like when we did the orient this orientation 2.0, when we had that meeting, I already knew at least, let's say, 30 to 50% of what I wanted you to be doing over the next 90 days, right? I had that thought out. However, so those were pre-recorded, but I do want to bring to light the fact that as just natural as working is, as life goes, you come up with more things as you work, right? So you were doing the, you went through the pre-recorded trainings, you learned those things, you translated them into SOPs for future team members if they're not like video visual learners like you and I are. However, as you know, we're talking about this blog post or this launch or this project that we're doing, and you're like, well, I could take that off your plate, but I need to know how to do X, Y, and Z. Then naturally, other opportunities to create more pre-recorded trainings come up. So I do just want to bring that to light because some people get overwhelmed <laughs> when they think about, I have to create an entire library to cover every single thing someone will ever need to know. It's like, no, you need to create a library that's going to get them through these next 90 days. However, things will come up naturally and we can add them as we go, which I know you've experienced a ton of. I think I just submitted a couple videos to you like this week. <laughs> you did. And I actually need to go through probably next week and create um, all of the written <laughs> SOPs for all of those videos that mm -hmm. you created. I was so on a rampage. I was on a were. rampage. <laughs> <laughs> we're constantly coming up with like new ideas of uh, different SOPs that I can kind of take off of your plate um, with all of those ones that you just submitted to me. Um, and, you know, some of them are just tedious. You know, some of them are things that I can just take over that wouldn't be, you know, a huge deal. Um, but if I don't know how to do it, then I can't do it for you. Right. Right. And that I think that's a great distinction is also understanding, you know, if you hire a social media manager who has the skill set um, of the way that you do lead generation and the DMs on Instagram. I don't know if they have that skill set and they bring that to the table and they're an expert in that over you, then have them create the video training, have them create the SOP from scratch. But if you have a specific methodology or they don't know how to do something that you want done in a specific way, then it's more so taking the approach that Evelyn and I take probably about 90% of the time which is I create the videos, she learns, does it herself, and then translates it into a written document for, you know, people need documents. So we translate them <laughs> into written documents. So it can be either or, it can be a both and, because Evelyn has created a couple from scratch, but just something to be aware of. Okay, we got real, I mean, we called it nitty gritty for a reason. We got real nitty gritty, but I'm wondering, is there anything else that really stood out to you about the last 90 days? Um, anything else? Uh, I would definitely have to say trust. And that may come as a surprise to some people when I say trust, because, you know, it's not revolutionary to have trust in your team. But 
I kind of feel like it is. <laughs> well, at least it feels like it is. Um, of course, for me and my personal experience, I have been working since I was 14 years old. I think I mentioned that in the last yeah, I think episode. You yeah. So, you know, I had a lot of orientations and onboarding um, in the years that I started working. I think I had like seven in total. But the one thing that I really didn't like about my previous onboardings with past jobs is that there was no trust. And I really like that in this space because in my previous jobs, they were like, okay, you need to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, okay, I'll do X, Y, and Z. But then, then they'll say, you need to do X, Y, and Z at such and such time on such and such day. And to me, that doesn't seem like trust. I am an adult. Uh, at least I, you know, wasn't at 14, but I grew into one, you know. Um, so with trust, you know, you need to trust me as the team member that you are employing, that I am going to do the tasks that you set forth in the, you know, time schedule that is best for my ability. And, mm-hmm. you know, ensuring that whatever tasks you actually schedule for me, I'm going to complete them accurately and on time and meet any deadlines that you set forth. And if not, then we can have a discussion about my performance. I, I get what you're saying now. So you're, because I have had work experiences where, you know, someone will give you a deadline for, hey, this needs to be done by Friday, right? And then on Tuesday, they're like, hey, are you working on it? And then on Wednesday, they're like, hey, what's the status? And it just gets into like this micromanagement, really weird situation. And again, you need to know your team members. You need to know their preferences. Some people may want to be checked in on a little bit more frequently. And if that's the case, set the expectation. Y'all rock the way y'all need to rock. However, to Evelyn's point, it's like, you told me this needs to be done by Friday. Let me do my work. I will get it done by Friday. So I see what you're saying because I do work the same way. I don't like to be micromanaged in that way. Exactly. Nobody likes to be micromanaged. I feel like it's a detriment to all teams because we're all adults working. If you say it needs to be done by Friday, it'll be done by Friday. Mm-hmm. But I might work it on, you know, Tuesday in the afternoon, maybe the next day I'm working on it in the morning, whatever it may be. So that way I can hand it in on time. Um, I used to have previous employers who would be like, you need to work on X in the morning, Y in the afternoon, and Z oh. like in the evening. And I'm like, mm, that's not exactly how I work. For right. me personally, I really enjoy the fact that I can work on like the tedious types of tasks in the morning because, you know, I'm drinking my coffee. I'm not really fully awake yet. And then for the more creative and depth tasks, I can work on those in the afternoon when I'm more fully awake and can actually focus my time on those tasks. If someone was telling me what I needed to do when, I feel like they're not trusting me to get it done. And you know what? I love that you bring that up because it just brings up the differences in individuals. Because as you say that, I'm like, oh, I'm the complete opposite. I need to, like, if I'm writing something or producing something, doing something, anything creative, I knock that out in the morning. And if I'm doing tedious work, I do that in the afternoon because my brain works on the reverse. By the afternoon, thing, the, the wires are getting crossed. The wheels are going real slow. So we need to just do the tedious <laughs> things. 
and knock the stuff off the checklist versus in the morning. It's like all cylinders are firing. Let's go. So that Ooh, brings yeah. not me. I, <laughs> I am not a morning person whatsoever. And that's why it's really, really important to be able to understand your team members and give them that autonomy. Make sure that you trust them enough to give them that autonomy to make some of those decisions for themselves at the end of the day. Well, I love that. I think that was a great way to wrap up because it is one of the more, it's not fluffy, y'all. Trust isn't fluffy, but it is one of the less nitty gritty of the surprises that you experienced. But is there anything, any final thoughts that you would like to share before we wrap up and let these people continue with their day? Hmm, final thoughts. I guess my main final thought would be um, that onboarding is vital to your company's success. If you do not have onboarding um, already in the works, you should reach out to us so that way we can assist <laughs> you and help. Um, little, you know, self-promo in there, little shameless. Um, but, you know, that's what I do. So Tiana doesn't need to do that. You know, I take on that aspect. <laughs> I, I love you. I love you for the shameless plug. She's like, so you know where to like, go. Final thoughts. What um final thoughts? Final thoughts. Reach out to us. Apply for VIP day. We will see you there. Thank you. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> and like Tiana can be, you know, the expert in everything, and I get to be the one who's like, hey, you know, you wanna let's get this. Work. You, you wanna reach out? <laughs> I love um, it. I'm here for it. Seriously, though. In all seriousness, you definitely need an onboarding process um, for all of your team members, whether new or old, if they're moving to a new position, just like myself. And I just also want to say that I truly enjoyed my onboarding experience um, with Team Thai and that I love working in the space and I hope that I will be continuing to work in this space for many years to come in the future. Amen. Oh, uh, first of all, all the feels. Second of all, we are not letting you go. So let's just put that out there. But thank you so much, Evelyn, per usual. It's always a delight to have you here on Tipod. Y'all are going to see her around again. So uh, thank you so much. Of course. Thank you for having me once again. And uh, as far as shameless plugs go, you can also reach out to me on Instagram at Gillard IO Psych, and I will see you there in the DMs. Because we'll apparently, you know, from my experience, they can be very beneficial. <laughs> yes, ma'am. She will see y'all in the DMs. You can uh, check out the show notes for those links. Mm -hmm.